do you love most about Johnston County? Gosh, that's a great question. You know, there's lots of things. You can't, you got to like some of the barbecue. Uh, some of the, there's always somebody cooking a hog somewhere. <laughs> I mean, can't, can't beat that part of Johnson County. <laughs> I, you know, I also see it as it's a perfect community. You know, it's got the, that rural vibe to it. There's always something kind of fun to do. But you're close enough to Raleigh, the big city, the sports, the colleges, the education. And of course, right down the road, just in our backyard is the beaches and the beautiful coast of North Carolina. Carolina is right here, just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Sometimes literally a, a, a hop over some water on 40. Right. Yeah, no, it's, you're it's, right about it's, that. It's, it's not far. You know, there's always something going on here in Johnson County, right. but it's close enough that we can see the Raleigh skyline. Right. Well, what would you like to see more of? In, what, if you had a, what would you like to see more of in Johnson County? I think uh, outdoor recreation opportunities is probably the one thing that uh, we're kind of missing. Welcome to another episode of Best of Johnston County, brought to you by Breeden Law Office. Our host, Jonathan Breeden, an experienced family lawyer with a deep connection to the community, is ready to take you on a journey through the area that he has called home for over 20 years. Whether it's a deep dive into the love locals have for the county or unraveling the complexities of family law, Best of Johnston County presents an authentic slice of this unique community. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Best of Johnston County. I'm your host, Jonathan Breeden, and today as a guest, we have a friend of mine that goes back 20-some-odd years, Bart Pointer, uh, who is a, a mortgage broker with United Community Bank, which used to be Four Oaks Bank, and uh, he's here to talk to us about some of the things he does and why he loves Johnson County as much as I do. Welcome, Bart. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. So glad to be out here. I thank you for this opportunity. I think this is a great thing you're doing for the community and bring valid attention to the Johnson County community. I've been out here in Johnson County since 2013. My kids moved out here and I just saw it as a great opportunity to kind of get away from the rat race in Raleigh, more affordable housing opportunities a little bit more land. I've got chickens in my yard. I got 17 <laughs> chickens running around my yard. I don't think that would go over too well in uh, some of the neighborhoods in Raleigh. <laughs> no, I don't know that I don't know that the city of Raleigh is big on chickens in the yard, but out here in Johnson County you could have chickens. So yes, sir. depending on, you know, there's some subdivisions that have covenants against that. So, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself. I was just asking you this like I mean, where are you from? Where did you grow up? So originally I was born in California. My uh, father was military and spent most of my childhood growing up in, in Texas, West Tex or Dallas, and spent a lot of summers out in West Texas. Texas forever will always be home in some form, fashion, or shape, but moved out here. My mom's career brought her out here and to Greensboro, incidentally, and then ended up after college, ended up in the Raleigh area and then gravitated out towards Johnson County. Oh, cool, cool. So where'd you go to college? UNC Greensboro in the business school. Okay, all right. And how did you end up in the mortgage business? So great question. I was taking a, I didn't like college. I was not a big fan of school. <laughs> not if you, if you see my handwriting on the, the intake form, you'll realize probably not the best academics, but I was taking a real estate finance course and ready just to kind of say to heck with college. And I'm not one of those smart people like the attorneys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I took a real estate finance course and uh, I was like, wow, this is kind of fun. I like this and kind of changed my whole outlook on how I saw academics in school and the finance professor at UNCG and had a connections with some of the mortgage brokers in Greensboro. I said, hey, this is what I want to do. And by, by dumb luck, I got an opportunity to interview, ended up working for a 
a mortgage broker in Greensboro who was a general contractor on multiple rental properties in the Greensboro area. And uh, he's still a good friend of mine to this day. Incidentally, he is completely out of the mortgage business and building houses. Okay. Uh, but here I am. I was always joke around and say I was too stupid to get out. And it's provided me a, a good, successful career that's been good to me. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you've been in the mortgage business for a really long time. So you've seen a lot of things. And the when did you, when did you, I know you're United Community Bank now. When did you go to work with them? So I'm almost at the three year mark at UCB. And I actually really love it here as a home. It's a small bank that really does take to his namesake and is very involved and committed to the communities that we uh, have a presence in. And we're actively present in these communities and it's a good place. Yeah, well, and it's, and, you know, and you always worry because, you know, United Community is a bank, I think, based out of Georgia that came in and bought Four Oaks Bank several years ago. And Four Oaks Bank being a Johnston County homegrown bank and, I banked with Forks forever, and now I still bank with United Community as they took it over. And a lot of us were worried, like, would they be as committed to the community as Four Oaks Bank was? And from everything I've seen, they have been. Would you agree with that? Yes, uh, that is, you know, that is our foundation is taking care of the customer. And it aligns with my values, core values personally, and my, how I run my business is do what's right for the customer, take care of the customer, and everything else kind of falls into place. And they do live by that core value of service and taking care of the customer 100%. Right. Are there any, I mean, you've worked for several different mortgage brokers. Are there any products that United Community offers that are, are, are maybe more unique or maybe a little easier to get funded? That's always the question with people, you know, with the debt to income ratios and maybe their credit score is not perfect. Have you noticed any of that? So... That's one of the that's a great question. I thank you for that, Jonathan. There's, I think a lot of potential home buyers or home borrowers have limiting beliefs that they think, well, we can't make this happen. We don't have the funds. I actually am doing a presentation for a group of real estate agents that I partner with. And the title of it is Seven Paths to 100% Financing. We have seven products that offer 100% financing opportunities to prospective home buyers. Phenomenal. That's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Some of our niche products that our competitors don't have and actually give myself a, an advantage, a competitive advantage in this current market environment where offers are extremely competitive. Sellers aren't paying the closing costs the way they have in years past. So it helps us overcome one of those limiting, limiting beliefs that maybe folks don't believe they can buy a house. Our path loan, for instance, which is a United Community Bank product that we actually make available in our bank footprint. So if it's in a county that we have a bank anywhere in our entire footprint in the Southeast, the PATH loan is a product that we offer that offers 100% financing, no PMI, and rates that tend to trend slightly to significantly better than the overall market rate. So Man, phenomenal. that's great. I mean, that's great. I mean, given everything's going on now, well, and I mean, United Communities definitely, they've got offices in Wake County and Johnson County and Harnett County, they still have the one in Harnett County? So actually we do not have that. Uh, okay, the, that one, the one in Dunn Forbes had one in Dunn. Dunn anymore. Uh, okay. That branch actually closed about a year and a half ago. Okay. But incidentally, we still do offer the uh, PATH loan in Harnett County. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And the uh, Well, that's great. That's great. And your office now is right here at 4042 in the Glen Road branch. I know you're there several days a week when I go in there. To It's where I bank and I've banked since I got here to... 4042 Cleveland area back in 2000. And, you know, you're there with uh, 
Is Vicki Weaver's there. She's been there forever. Several other good people there that can help people with their personal banking and business banking as well. So actually, they actually ran me out of there, afforded me a, another phenomenal opportunity. Oh, okay. So I actually cover the Smithfield, two of the Smithfield branches. I cover the Benson branch and the Four Oaks branch. So I'm actually no longer in oh, that branch. okay. Uh, which is kind of a, we don't really do promotions in my world. I'm a loan officer, mortgage originator. There's a million uh, names for what I do, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't actually get promotions in my world. But in, for lack of a better word, it's kind of a, a great opportunity or promotion because it allowed me to cover more of the area in Johnson County. So instead of coming here and just limiting the, this one branch, I now cover four branches okay. and have the opportunity to build those relationships with those other branches. Uh, Vicki, Vicki Weaver is a branch manager there. She does a phenomenal job of being involved and taking care of the clients, but they moved me on and okay. a, it's kind of a level up opportunity <laughs> for me. Well, that's awesome. Chad Massengill still there too. And, yes, sir. And he does tons of loans and has helped my business with small business loans many times over the years. So if anybody out there is listening to this, if you need any banking services there you, and you're in the Cleveland area, definitely stop by the Glen Road branch, see Vicki Weaver, see Chad Massengill and anybody else there. Definitely call Bart Pointer if you if you might need a mortgage and see some of these products with 100% financing. We've, you know, the interest rates, I mean, you've been in this business a long time. I mean, you come into the business and they're seven or eight and then you see them go to two or three and now they're seven, eight or nine. So talk about that adventure. So I, people always ask, what, what are rates going to do? And I always say, I know what rates are going to do without a doubt. They're going to go up, down, or stay the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is there's a lot of complexities that go into mortgage uh, rates. And one of the biggest pieces of misinformation that the media tends to put out is that the Fed's changing rates, the Fed's reducing rates, the Fed's increasing rates. And the media doesn't 100% understand it, but that actually does not directly inform impact what mortgage rates the, the what mortgage rates do. Uh, mortgage rates are actually determined by the MBS market or mortgage-backed securities markets that are traded on Wall Street and typically by hedge funds or the buyers of these mortgage-backed securities and the demand for those. And mortgage-backed securities are influenced by multitude of factors. What the Fed does, they tend to run in line with the 10-year treasury bill, but also geopolitical and socioeconomic things going home at, going on at home. And good economies and bad economies cause demands for mortgage-backed securities. We always say that in a negative economy, investors are bond investors, which is a fixed income. So right, when you right. invest in a bond, you're getting a fixed rate of return on that. So if we have inflation, which we've seen a high inflation environment the last few years, last year and a half, two years, investors will actually go away from a fixed rate of return and invest in other opportunities, equities as we know them, the stock market. In a down economy, a recession or something going on geopolitically, investors like to flock back to what they call safe haven right. investments or fixed income securities where they know they're going to get a guaranteed rate of return and there's much less room for risk. Right. And right. so we see that flock back to a safe haven investment. Right. The Fed manipulating the markets and changing the federal funds rate does have an effect on rates, but it's more of an indirect effect. For instance... I've seen in my career where the Fed's actually lowered the rate or raised, risen the rates to combat inflation and slow down the economy. And because of that, investors see mortgage rates or mortgage-backed securities actually will go down 
or sorry, mortgage-backed securities will actually go up, uh, right. bringing rates down because they see it as the feds and fight inflation. So it actually has the inverse effect of oh, what we okay. tend to rationally think. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. I did, I did not know that. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, with rates being seven, eight, uh, you know, as we, you know, at the end of 2023, when we're taping this episode, is that causing more and more people to not qualify? The figures, yes, uh, that is coming into to play. I uh, wish I had the data available, but the, the cost of a, the cost of a home today, a $300,000 home today is significantly more than it was two, three years ago when right. rates are right. less than half of what they are now. Right. The, Payments on a 30-year fixed mortgage or on a $300,000 loan are up at least 30 40% from where right. they were. And that's affecting something we call the debt-to-income ratio. Right. And that's how much you're spending as a percentage of your total income. When that pay interest rate goes up, the payment goes up, and therefore the debt-to-income ratio goes up. Right. Most loan programs, or actually all loan programs, have a cap on debt-to-income ratio. So as right. that ratio goes up, it cuts some of those folks out of that, right. those products. Right. You're absolutely right. So yeah, yeah I've, I've seen that over the years, that's for sure. In doing divorces, we often have people in our office who, who need to refinance uh, to be able to possibly pull cash out to pay the equity to the other spouse as they're separating or divorcing. And that's becoming harder and harder because the a lot of our clients are running into the debt to income ratio issue with their house payment is going to go up significantly because in the refinance, they're going to refinance into seven and a half and they were at three and we're having people not be able to qualify, which often will force them to have to sell the home and then actually divide out the cash equity among each party. So each you know, the husband and the wife or the two spouses, as far as that's concerned. So we are seeing that some in, in affect our business and the, you know, and then the inflation in general is just, is hurting people. There's, you know, people's incomes are, you know, are not always keeping up with inflation and what they're spending at the grocery store. And that makes it difficult in, in any situation. And of course, at this point, they can't maybe buy as much house as they were able to buy a couple of years ago. But some of these people you know, if they drop down in price, they can still buy a house. They just maybe can't buy as much house. Is that what you've seen? So all great points. And you really are a student of, of your industry and your career. And that's much respect for that. What, what I am seeing, the trend that I'm seeing now is that while rates are high, and if somebody is going to sell their house and buy a new house, they're, how, they're equity rich. There's a lot of equity, as, as we know. A ton of equity. In this market, a lot of folks have gained a lot of equity because of the rapid price appreciation right. in this market. And some of it is just a natural course of cycles and inflation. But one thing about this area, this area was always a great value for home prices. And it finally is catching up to some of those other markets, Atlanta, Dallas, Miami. I won't quite compare it to Southern California or Northern California, but we were always lagging behind in the value of houses. So houses are almost correcting themselves to the, where their natural value should have been a few years ago. If you think of the prices that we would have paid three, four, five years ago for a house, some of that's just the market correcting to the demand right. that we're seeing in this market. Well, I tell you what, if, I mean, if you've lived in Johnson County more than five years, I mean, most houses in, at least in Western Johnson County, you know, if it was, 200 if it was worth 200 in 2019 
early 2020, it went up a hundred or $150,000 in about an 18 month period in COVID really from say the middle of 2020 to like January of 22. Um, and it's continued to go up. I, the, the county commissioners are getting ready to um, reevaluate all the property. You know, they've gone from, you know, you have to pay your property taxes in, in North Carolina and the county commissioners have to evaluate the property for eight years. But several years ago, they said they're going to change it. And now they're going to do it in six years and they're going to do it in four years so that they can get back some of the appreciation into the tax coffers so they can give money for more money for schools and the sheriff and stuff like that. And so you're going to see, I think it might be next year, there's going to be another reevaluation of the properties here in Johnson County. And I mean, there's, I mean, they're saying that there could be as much as 30% increase by just doing this reevaluation in the value of the property for tax purposes in this county since the last time they did the evaluation a few years ago. So, so you're right. There's a lot of people. And we talk to people in our office going through a divorce and they're like, they really want to keep their house. And I'm like, but the cost, you know, you can't take the equity in the house to food line. You can't take the equity in the house to Walmart. You can't take the equity in the house and go to Disney world. Like, like, like it's nice, but you might be better off with the cash versus having a hundred, 150 in equity in a house that you're having to stretch to refinance, to buy somebody out of, you know, when you might've just been better off with the cash where you could have taken some of that cash, put a down payment on a different house and had the other cash to help you live. So, you know, we talk to clients about that sometimes here too. Have family law questions? Need guidance to navigate legal challenges? The compassionate team at Breeden Law Office is here to help. Visit us at www.breedenfirm.com for practical advice, resources, or to book a consultation. Remember, when life gets messy, you don't have to face it alone. So the I guess we'll ask you more questions about Johnston County if we get towards the end here. What do you love most about Johnston County? Gosh, that's a great question. You know, there's lots of things. You can't, you got to like some of the barbecue, uh, some of the, there's always somebody cooking a hog somewhere. <laughs> I mean, can't, can't beat that part of Johnson County. Um, I, you know, I also see it as it's a perfect community. You know, it's got the, that rural vibe to it. There's always something kind of fun to do, but you're close enough to Raleigh, the big city, the sports, the colleges, the education. And of course, right down the road, just in our backyard is the beaches of the beautiful coast of North Carolina. It's right here, just a hop, skip and a jump away. Sometimes literally a, a, a hop over some water on 40. Right. Yeah, no, you're right about it's, that. It's, it's not far. You know, there's always something going on here in Johnson County. Right. But it's close enough that we can see the Raleigh skyline. Right. Well, what would you like to see more of? If you had a wish to make anything happen, what would you like to see more of in Johnson County? I think uh, outdoor outdoor recreation opportunities is probably the one thing that we're kind of missing. Maybe you'll use some of those tax revenue increases, yeah, right? Well, to they, yeah, some nice green spaces for us, right? Well, and they're and the and, they're, and the, the county's looking at maybe doing a park out here in Cleveland over the next five to ten years. They have the land there. They they're going to redo the the main Greater Cleveland Athletic Association campus there behind the old school across from the fire department where our kids play all the time and. Uh, now they have the land back behind the fire department at Palenta, um, you know, right there at the corner of Palenta and Matthews, where they've got that 80 acres that they can, they've got a plan now to maybe build some fields and walking trails and stuff like that. So, so I think the county is headed that way. They've, they've hired a parks and rec director, uh, Adrian O'Neill, a few years ago. We've never had 
a parks and rec department in the county. So I, I think and we have the mountains of the sea trail that they continue to expand around Clayton and going towards Smithfield. So I think we're headed that way, but you're right. I think we could have more. And some of that is, you know, cities are more into parks and rec than counties. And this county's kind of been a little behind, but if you're going to have all these unincorporated areas out here in Cleveland, which is the biggest city, even though it's unincorporated, you know, it would be nice to be able to have a few more parks. And I think they're coming around to it. The question really will be, you know, how quickly can the commissioners either get grants or sell bonds or decide to a lot, you know, what could be 30 to $50 million to build a park, you know, in the Cleveland community. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see, but I think you got a good point there. The, you know, if there was one thing that the people that you would want the people of Johnson County to know about you or, or your business with United Community Bank, what would that be? Great question again. You know, I think the number one thing for me is I fell into this business at the right time and the right place for me. But the number one thing for me is is my goal when somebody walks into my office or I get on a telephone call is doing what's best for the customer. That's what I always strive to do. And I built my career and practice around always taking care and doing what's right for the customer. And it's paid huge dividends to me over the course of my career. And I think that's the number one thing. We've got products. We've got, you know, the full mix of everything, but just taking care of the customer. And sometimes that means, hey, my, my buddy, my constituent over another company has a great product that actually fits your needs better. Sometimes it means that. Sometimes it means being a resource of, hey, how can I help you um, find a resource? I, I don't do a lot of land loans. Land loans is not my forte. I can refer that business out to somebody. It's like, hey, Jonathan, you want a land loan? That's not my wheelhouse. That's not what I do best. It's not what my expertise are. But I know somebody that they can help you and just being a resource, you know, give get is kind of how I built my practice. And all right. Well, the last question I've got for you is what has you excited about Johnston County moving forward over the next 12 to 24 months? You know, the, you know, some folks struggle with growth and I think we all struggle with growth because we came out here for a reason. There's a reason we're here. There's things we like about it. I think with the growth, there's opportunities for our respective businesses. And I think that's the, that has me excited. I hope it's done well and done the right way. But I think the growth opportunities and new friendships, new relationships, new opportunities for business, new growth, new new opportunities and resources that we don't currently have out here. Hopefully, some improvement in the schools. Those are things uh, that, that I truly do find right. exciting about this uh, area. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's going to be, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure that you uh, follow or like or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're seeing it so that you'll be made aware of future episodes when they come out as we have uh, many more exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks that I think you're going to really enjoy. Some of the true leaders in Johnston County are going to be on this podcast and they've got a lot of good things to say. And I think you will find it uh, educational and informative if you continue to follow us. Uh, if you can always find, we'll be able to find all of uh, Bart's information in the show notes down below. So if you want to get in contact with him, I guess I could ask you, I forgot, what, how is the best way to get in contact with you? My cell phone number is the best way, 919-235-7525. And 
He always asks me what my office hours are. I doze but never close. Don't ever forget that. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, so make sure you like, subscribe, follow uh, this podcast where you get so you can get the future ones. If you would be kind enough to leave us a five-star review, uh, we're at the bottom where you can review podcasts. It will increase our visibility so more and more people will find out about the Best of Johnson County podcast that we're doing here. And until next time, I'm Jonathan Breeden. Thanks a lot. That's the end of today's episode of Best of Johnston County, a show brought to you by the trusted team at Breeden Law Office. We thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to sharing more interesting facets of this community next week. Every story, every viewpoint adds another thread to the rich tapestry of Johnston County. If the legal aspects highlighted raise some questions, help is just around the corner at www.breedenfirm.com. 